Welcome to SickCast, brought to you by Sick Research Institute, illuminating every path. Welcome to the first episode of our Sick History series. We'll be uncovering some of the significant historical figures and moments that define and elaborate on the Sikh tradition. In this episode, we'll be talking about one man's ventures and story, and it presents the embodiment of determination, cunning, and service. His name was Harry Singhnawa, a renowned general and leader during the height of the Sikh Empire. During his life, the empire will arguably reach the peak of its conquest and administration of Punjab. Much of it due to the actions he took under the rule of Maharaja Ranjit Singh. So let's get into it. Give it a second. All right, we should be recording now. To learn about Harry Singh's accomplishments as well as his character, I spoke with Dr. Pritpal Singh. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Pritpal Singh. I'm a physician by profession. But my real passion actually is history and education. And that's why we got you here today. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the first question I want to ask you about um, Harry Singhnawa is, you personally, why do you feel like he's a, an interesting or significant character? Or what does he represent in, in your eyes? Harry Singh uh, is an interesting figure in, uh, for various reasons. He was a commander-in-chief uh, under Ranjit Singh's, uh, uh, you know, kingdom. But he was much more than that. He was a guy with unique skill sets as an administrator, um, as somebody who built stuff. You know, he donated a lot of things. He was very well educated. Uh, he had a unique strategy in mind, and not just for the Sikhs or the glory of Punjab, but really trying to build oneness and humanity. Here's where I want to try and get us into the world of Harry Singhnawa at the time. So maybe you could get us started by describing what is the setting like when, you know, Harry Singh first comes to the world from when he's born to, you know, when he's growing up, what's, um, what's going on in the world and what's going on in, in you know, his, his home country. So Harry Singh was born in 1791 in a, in a place called Gujranwala, which is now in West Punjab, which is in Pakistan. Uh, and his, his father died when he was very young. I believe he was seven years old. So he was raised by his mother. And uh, he had had to assume responsibility from young age on. His mother gave him more responsibility. He took on more responsibility. But what's happening in the world at this time in 1790s is if you think about it is, you know, American revolution has just occurred. You know, America is sovereign. Uh, French revolution is going on, which is from 1789 to 1799. Um, and you, you can see the world is at crossroads. Uh, the in Americas, you see in Latin America, the later on is like like in 1810s and 20s. Uh, these new emerging nation states have declared independence from Spain and Portugal. So like Brazil and Argentina and Mexico and so forth. The world map is changing, and certainly, Hari Singh when and he's born in Gujranwala. This happens to be the territory of 
of Ranjit Singh, who is leader of one of the 12 missiles, or which are sort of uh, city-states uh, in Punjab, which are controlled by, you know, uh, all the six. Now, keep in mind, Punjab is majority Muslim, with huge minority of Hindus, and a very small segment of population is Sikh. But the Sikhs essentially are in control of entire Punjab, which is from anywhere from er, pretty much between Delhi and the river Indus. For those history lovers who are wondering when did Sikhs take over Punjab, it's 1765 onwards. Uh, one of the 12 missiles are pretty much ruling entire Punjab. And they might have various kings, local kings, but they're, they're paying you know, their annual dues to uh, one of the 12 missiles. Hari Singh is, it's, it's, it's interesting that he's born at a time when the world map is changing. The map of Punjab has changed because there really hasn't been a ruler who's of the soil. They, they all have been foreign rulers. So six are essentially in control. Yes, they're divided. They're sort of a confederacy, you can say, or a satellite, you know. He is put by default because his father died. A great amount of responsibilities put upon him at a young age. Gosh, you're right. Like, this is definitely a time in, in history, in, in world history, where everything is, is changing significantly, right? Like, including who's going to be the leaders of, of some of the biggest powers in the world at this time, to, you know, the, just the shaping of the geopolitical regions of, of who owns what, you know, around the world. Mm -hmm. um, but focusing down onto Harry Singhnawal, like you said, he had to take on a lot of responsibility. Um, I'd like to move on further with his story. So he's just a young child at this point. What are her, his next few years leading up to the person he becomes? He's first introduced to Ranjit Singh when he's 13. And the reason is uh, there's a dispute, uh, some sort of a dispute with his mother's state. And he has to pretty much be his own attorney. And he represents himself in, in the Lahore court. And Ranjit Singh is really impressed with this guy, that this guy is 13 years old, and he is making his case, uh, and he uh, and Ranjit Singh is, is quite impressed. And obviously they have a conversation, and Ranjit Singh uh, invites him for a hunt, and, and what happens is they are actually, Nari Singh is actually attacked by a tiger, and People expected, in some a tiger attacks you, people expect you to draw your sword, you know, whatever weapon you have. Uh, uh, you know, if you have a gun, you kill, try to kill the tiger. But this guy at the age of 13, he, he, he just rips the tiger's jaws and breaks those bones and ends up killing the tiger. And that changed everything. Basically, Hari Singh is given from then onward two nicknames. One is Nalva. Nalva means having tiger-like claws. And the second one is Bagmar, which means tiger killer. At this point, it's the year 1804. Ranjit Singh has recently declared himself the emperor. It's important to note the other rulers around him may not have liked this declaration, as he was now in the mindset of expansion. So Ranjit Singh is on a mission 
and uh, Hari Singh is shining, and there is a affinity for each other. There's collaboration between the two, and uh, and Ranjit Singh makes him his personal attendant from then onwards. And that gives him Hari Singh an opening to really shine, and 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 uh, and and make a name for himself. What was the position that Harry Singh grew yeah. into? Like, where did he start as far as his military service with that organization, as well as moving on up the ranks from there? Yeah. So uh, Hari Singh participated or led about 20 battles in his life. Ranjit Singh's strategy, how to optimize things when you have so little. And that's what he did. So how did he come on the scene? The first battle he took and uh, participated in was in 1807, uh, Battle of Kasur. Harry Singh had been in Ranjit Singh's service for only about three years. And this was the first time that he was going to lead his own contingent of fighters. There were several forts in the area that had to be captured, but their last one was the Fort Morada. After several days of fighting, the Pathan army surrendered in the evening, marking a significant victory for Ranjit Singh's army. And obviously, you know, he did well, Hari Singh, and, and they fought together. He was young, he fought bravely, and because of that, he was granted a Jagir, which means land by Ranjit Singh. And in the second battle where he actually led, he was, was a battle next year, Battle of Sialkot, which is again another city in Maja region, middle of Punjab, which is now in Pakistan. That was the first battle under his independent command and obviously won that. And he became a commander after that and slowly started progressing up the ranks. Uh, keep in mind at that time, there are 12 missiles. When Ranjit Singh start, started doing this actually before Hari Singh, Hari Singh just, he just capitalized on Hari Singh's uh, skill set. So he had 12 missiles. Uh, the, he was married off into one and he picked off another one. And, 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 and because Gujramala, where Hari Singh was from, falls under Ranjit Singh's missile geography, Hari Singh participated in those. And one by one, they, he took over other missiles. And what happened at that time was the Western six missiles they took over, the Eastern six, six missiles, they considered Ranjit Singh to be a threat, so they aligned themselves with the British. So what ends up happening, there's sort of a treaty between the British and Ranjit Singh, and so Hari Singh focuses west. So these battles that he fights are Bhutan in 1818, which is a big city in Punjab, in southwest Punjab, um, and then he he focuses on Kashmir, which is in north part. And then he goes actually outside Punjab to Peshawar and Jamrod and really co uh, connects Punjab on the map. Uh, if you look at it at that time uh, onwards in early 19th century, British have taken over all of South Asia with the exception of Punjab. After these various conquests to the west and north, uh, Harry Singh establishes himself from being a decorated commander in Ranjit Singh's army 
to the Honorable Commander-in-Chief, or Izazi Isadari. But of course, conquest is only one part of it, so what do you do once you have all that new territory? So let's, let's sort of get into that process a little bit. So going from these major battles of conquest to administrator, could you maybe riddle off in those, those early days of, you know, like 1818 area, um, what were some of the major battles that um, Harry Singh participated in or led? Um, what did they look like? And then what's sort of the fallout after that as far as its incorporation into the, the Sikh empire? So uh, I mentioned, you know, Multan, 1818, with the southwest part of Punjab. And that pretty much meant all of the entire western half of Punjab is now under Ranjit Singh, uh, as the eastern half is aligned with the British. So because of that treaty, Ranjit Singh didn't want to, he really couldn't expand eastward. So Hari Singh focused on expansion westwards because eastward he couldn't go. So then he, then he turned to Kashmir. Now this Kashmir is interesting because Kashmir actually is a province at that time, prior to 1819, it's a province of Afghanistan. You know, right now we have, you know, these fights between India and Pakistan claiming Kashmir that is theirs. And I think if Hari Singh Nalwa did not exist, that problem would not exist today because it would be, Kashmir will belong to Afghanistan. It's because uh, Hari Singh took over Kashmir. Uh, uh, it became a province aligned with Punjab. And same thing that happens to afterwards to um, Noshara, which is interesting because Noshara is... See, the traditional boundary of west boundary of Punjab is River Sindh, which is in English called Indus. So throughout the centuries, you can go way back to first to Aryan, all the invasions in India, they've come from the Western Front, going back to the, the Aryan or the Aryan race, you know, several thousand years ago, going back to Alexander the Great, the Turkish, the Arabic invasion with onset of uh, Islam the Persian, the Mughals, they all came to India through Punjab, through this natural gateway called Khyber Pass, which is the natural border between current day Pakistan and, and, and Afghanistan. Hari, Hari, what Hari Singh did, he crossed the Indus River and went outside west. His thing was, I'm going to take the battle to them. So they, there will be no more invasions of Punjab or India from then onwards. So Nishara is a very, very difficult battle that was uh, fought in 1823. In fact, one of the prominent Sikhs, Al-Khalifula Singh, who's the sort of the Jathedar or the main political, religious and political leader of the Sikhs is actually, he dies and, uh, in 1823 fighting that battle. Uh, and and in 1834, um, again, this area, they don't speak Punjabi, they speak Pashto, uh, or its current day Pakhtunwala province of, uh, it used to be called Northwest Frontier Territories of Pakistan. So in 1834, Hari Singh takes over that, and uh, Ranjit Singh wants, and he makes him the, the governor 
Because he's like, you've taken over, but you got to administrate that. And he, before that, he was the governor of Kashmir for the long time. His whole strategy was expanding westwards to deny any more invasions of Punjab and of India. And in doing that, he set up a lot of buildings and a lot of charities. That was pretty much his whole strategy. Who was Harry Singh fighting at this time? You mentioned that it was the Afghans when it came to Kashmir, mm -hmm. right? Was primarily his con like his conflicts against the Afghans, or was there other um, nations or peoples that some of his conquests involved? The the idea was pretty clear. First, it was uh, sovereignty, uh, and then it was uh, because he was aligned with uh, he was from Gujranwala, which is Ranjit Singh's missile. Uh, and Ranjit Singh was on a mission to take over. So first it was uh, taking over Punjab, which included Sikhs, Hindus, and Muslims who were all Punjabis. When when that Hari uh, Singh had conquered, then he, because he couldn't go east, then he turned his attention to west. So there the populations were uh, were obviously Kashmiris in Kashmir, and which which included Hindus also, by the way. Most people forget uh, that there were Hindus there too. Now there's there's very little Hindus and Sikhs left in Kashmir. Uh, obviously, in the Peshawar area, it's overwhelmingly majority is uh, it's Patan area. Okay, well, I want to get into that part that you hinted to before about being an administrator as well as a you know an activist slash charitable person. Maybe you could take us from the start of, you know, this position where he's now conquered these lands, you know, he's gone west. When do we really start seeing this role of him being administrator or statesman, as well as an activist, start to really come through? We, we see this early on. Uh, he was made governor of Kashmir um, a year after he conquered it in 1820. And then he was made administrator of Hazar Greater Hazara, which is uh, west of Kashmir in in you would call it in in the Pakhtunwala province, current day Pakistan, where and he he was there actually a long time because that was that was the troubled area from 1822 to 37, and then Peshawar from 1834 to 36. So Ranjit Singh always kept him at the frontier because he knew if there's any threat, it's going to come from there. So while there, uh, being there, this is where his he develops this. Um, skill set for being an administrator, or, or or I'll say he probably had it. It's illustrated there. Uh, he built um, a lot of buildings, which and a lot of tons of forts. The fort in Noshara, the fort in Uri, which is in uh, Kashmir, the fort in Jamrod, which is in no man's land. You can say between uh, uh, of current day Afghanistan and Pakistan. He also uh, gave money to build uh, temples, gurdwaras, mosques, even. Uh, he gave the gold for the Akal Takht. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Ranjit Singh gave the gold. It's called, that, that's on Harmander Sahib, which is called the Golden Temple. Uh, and, and, and Hari Singh gave the gold to be put on Akal Takht, which is the political seat of the Sikhs in Amritsar. Uh, he also helped build Panja Sahib, which is a great of great significance to the Sikhs of Guru Nanak, where Guru Nanak visited. 
which is near current uh, Rawalpindi, current not too far by an hour west of northwest of current Islamabad, the capital of Pakistan. So he he a, a, a famous town where a lot of Sikhs are from is Haripur in again northwest frontier territories, Pakhtunwala province currently, which is a very very troubled areas in the last decade. All these stories of Taliban and who knows what activities that take place. This, this is that area. And this is the area he helped settle. He brought in engineers. He brought in the architects. Bunch of, because they knew Hari Singh is there. The populations moved there because they felt at ease that there will be no more trouble there. And he was, uh, and then he brokered a deal because British were very keen. British were just itching to move into Punjab, but they couldn't because in, in, they knew Ranjit Singh has too much loyalty and his greatest sort of, um, uh, uh, you know, support comes from Hari Singh, Nalva. And in fact, there's a, there's a meeting in 1831 where the Governor General of, General of India, Lord William Bentick, uh, meets uh, Ranjit Singh in the Ropard, which is east part of uh, Punjab, which is a territory not actually in Ranjit Singh's empire, but it's part of the missiles that are aligned with the British. And there, uh, you know, the Baron Charles Hugel, he records in his chronicles that this meeting was unlike any other meeting. He had had in his life where he's meeting with the sort of the foreign ministers, you can say, of uh, other states. He said other states, they talk about things of typical nature of signing treaties. And Hari Singh's conversation was more reflected how much he was so much impressed with his knowledge of the European states, what they're up to. And, And the tactics of East India Company, it's very evident by the British writings that even British didn't want to deal with Hari Singh uh, because they knew that would be trouble for them. And it makes sense because while modernizing, not just administering these areas, but Hari Singh also modernized Ranjit Singh's army uh, to the point where, you know, remember, Napoleon, after water Waterloo, it's all downhill for him. And, uh, you know, so Napoleon, after essentially 1815, Waterloo, and 1819, after his exile, you have these Italian and French journals who hate the British, and they don't like the Russians. So they're itching for something. So Ranjit Singh invites him over, and obviously Hari Singh captures on that opportunity. So you have European generals like Ventura, who's Italian, Allard, who's French, court who's French. And, and these guys actually modernize the the Sikh army. So Hari Singh has an inter- relationship with them. So, you know, the governor general of, of India meets Hari Singh and as document Baron Charles Hugel, it's pretty evident to them that we don't want to, we don't want to touch this. Uh, uh, <laughs> we don't want to get in their way right now. We're going to just hang loose and wait for these guys to, you know, just pass and then we'll do something. So in a way, their their modernization of their their military tactics and at least definitely their sort of um, 
I don't know how, how else to say this, but their, you know, militaristic showboating of what they've got going on for them right now <laughs> is uh, discouraging this entire generation of British, because they're going to have to wait probably another generation until they can come after this guy. I'm, I'm assuming that's what you're saying. <laughs> yes, yes. Essentially, that, the message was clear to them that uh, we're happy where we're at. We'll have to wait another day. <laughs> All right, I just wanted to take a moment for a quick break in our episode to say a few words and give a quick recap. Firstly, we hope you're enjoying this first episode of the Sick History series. We're planning to continue it by telling more stories of notable sick figures. So if you like it or just like our podcast as a whole, please become a supporter of us. It's from listeners like you and our audiences that we get to continue illuminating vast subject matter concerning sicks and sick heat. To support us, you can click the link in our description or hit support if you're listening on anchor.fm. You can also directly help us by going to donate at our sickery.org page. However, this podcast is free to all, so tell some of your friends and family about us. Alright, with that, here's where we're at in the show so far. We've established that Harry Singh grew up in the missile or region of Maharaja Ranjit Singh. And in that time, he proved himself a competent warrior and leader in the Khalsa army, remaining undefeated by their rivals. At this point, Harry Singh's conquests expanded the territory of the Sikh Empire far northwest from Lahore to the foot of Afghan influence, the Khyber Pass. But meanwhile, to the east of the Sikh Empire lingers the ambitious British colony from Calcutta, planning their next move. It's at this point that we start reaching the climax of Harry Singh's story, his campaign, and the administration of the Peshwar region. It's here where he founded the new town of Haripur. Very little is known about that area because nobody could go there uh, because it was run by uh, forces aligned with the, the king of Afghanistan. People who were mostly there were either farmers or, you know, they're a sort of militiamen, you can call them. So you, you don't have many choices. Uh, after Hari Singh, you know, takes over and he is becomes the, the governor of Greater Hazara and establishes the town, and you have change in population. You would have Sikhs moving, more Hindus moving, even more Muslims, Punjabi Muslims moving to that area. Uh, because they know that is they can conduct business. There will be commerce there. There will be businesses being set up. You don't have to just choose between being a farmer or being going to the army. You can actually create a business. And uh, so you have more architects coming. You would have more, you need more people, laborers to build the buildings coming. You would need more uh, managers to manage all these things coming. So it, it, for those who are looking for change in life, like startups, you know, that sort of thing, that's what he was, to them, that was, that was an opportunity. And Hari Singh provided that to the point where actually I live in Dallas. I have a very good friend of mine, uh, sort of a father figure. He was born in Haripur uh, and immigrated. Uh, uh, to uh, along with his family at a young age uh, when the partition of Punjab in 47. So Hari Singh Nalwa changed not just the map, 
but the way things were done in Punjab and also outside Punjab. Especially if we're thinking about Haripur, like this location was almost on the outskirts of, of Afghan territory, right? So you have farmers yeah. and, 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 you know, militiamen, like you said. But then when Harry Singh comes in, it becomes a lot more central to what is now the Sikh Empire that has expanded into that territory. And so it becomes a more critical piece of that empire. Yeah, absolutely. It becomes very critical. And again, that's why he's the governor there. <laughs> my Ranjit Singh. He's not the governor of Gujranwala or Lahore or Sialkot or, or, or Kasur, the earlier places where he'd conquered. He, he is the governor because that, those are the troubled areas. Those are the areas that need more attention uh, because it's, a, it, it's not a river there. It's not a natural border. It's a lot of uh, hills and mountains. That is the area. Hari Singh was, he conquered, and that is the area which he held. And I've been to the part of that area in my travels in Pakistan. I've been to Pakistan four times, and twice I went to Peshawar. And I remember asking uh, uh, one of the taxi drivers when I, when I had, I said, hey, I learned, I'm going to ask you a question, don't take this personally, but you know, we only read this or heard stories, that is it true? that uh, the old woman here used to scare their kids, say, if you don't go to bed, Hari Singh's going to come <laughs> and, and, and scare them away. He's like, my grandmother used to tell me that. If you don't go to bed, Hari Singh's going to come. So, and that's, that's where the legend is born, right? You yeah. know, in the, the dark shadows of every kid's, uh, you know, corner of their room. <laughs> yeah. So it's, 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 uh, it's real. It's real. Um, uh, that's what I experienced there. So at this point in our story, we're sort of in the 1830s area, right? Where, you know, Hari Singh is pushed west. They can't go east because the British are there and they're biding their time. Could you just quickly describe, uh, just for like on a map, maybe this won't mean too much, you know, as far as audio. Um, but what is sort of at the, the peak of Hari Singh's career? What is the, the area that represents the Sikh Empire? This area is huge. Uh, if you look at the map, it incorporates a huge chunk of, if you look at current day map, it, it, it's like the, it, it represents about half of current day of Eastern Punjab, which is in India, and the entire Punjab province of Pakistan. It includes Kashmir on both sides. It includes part of Tibet. And in fact, uh, even the Kashmir part that is administered by China, when India posed this problem, to uh, that, that we should be administrating that. China responded, well, the, according to the last treaty we had, it's with uh, you know, Ranjit Singh's time and Nova was in charge of those forces. So it incorporates that and, and, and it incorporates those areas that go all the way to the border of, uh, 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 with Afghanistan, of Pakistan, including some parts, uh, uh, with the northern parts of Sindh. So it's a huge, huge, massive uh, territory that in, in, engulfs the North in the current North the current the North India, Kashmir, uh, and Pakistan. Now I kind of want to get into sort of what I think is accepted, and maybe you agree with this or not, um, is sort of the turning point in Harry Singh's life as well as his career in his empire, and that's the Battle of Jamrud. What was the Battle of Jamrod? What happened and when did it happen? This is 1837. Ranjit Singh, 
is really old. His grandson is getting married. He has invited who's who, all the statesmen and their spouses there, including the British in Lahore. Hari Singh is supposed to be there too, but he falls ill. He can't go. He stays in, he leaves Jamrod, and uh, about 15, 20 kilometers away is the main city of Peshawar. So he's, he's ill, but he stays there. In order to show to the British that how mighty the Sikh armies are, I should say, I should be precise, it's not the Sikhs because there were a lot of Hindus and Muslims also, including European officers who was fighting in the, under Ranjit Singh. In order to show the might to the British, Ranjit Singh orders all in, or most of the armies to come and do a parade for the British, you know. So at that time, the, the ruler of Afghanistan is Dost Muhammad Khan. And he uses this opportunity to attack. He thinks this is a great opportunity because most of the forces are in Lahore. And uh, he sends his forces uh, to Jamrod. Jamrod only has 600 fighters under leadership of Mahan Singh, and they fight bravely. Uh, and actually, they have to send a message to Hari Singh, who's in Peshawar, that we need your help. The problem is, how do you get, <laughs> it's terrain. How do you go 15, 20 kilometers in terrain? So there's a, a brave his, brave story of her Sharon Kaur, this young woman who actually on foot goes 15, 20 kilometers in the middle of the night uh, and uh, delivers a message to uh, Hari Singh Nalwa. And um, Hari Singh immediately, you know, orders uh, attack. Uh, and, and he does next day come and fires the cannons. And there's fierce fighting. Uh, those Muhammad Khan's armies are greatly outnumbering uh, 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 Hari Singh's army. But Hari Singh's sheer willpower in, you know, just inspires the, the Sikh regiments to fight on despite the odds. And uh, it goes on for, uh, for quite a while. And Hari Singh is greatly wounded. To the point where he's on the verge of his death, actually. And he realizes this. And he knows this, that if I die, I'm about to die. But if the news travels that I die, then essentially they're going to attack again. So he tells his soldiers to help him walk to the edge of the fort, Jamrod Fort. And Jamrod Fort is about several kilometers away from Khabar Pass, which is the natural way to Afghanistan. And you can see on a clear day the Khabar Pass. And he tells the soldiers that just help me stand up there. Because he knows they're, they're not going to attack if they see him. And, you know, we don't know if it's the truth or not, but the legend, you know, story goes, their wind came and his beard moved and, and they saw, man, he's still living. The less, let's not attack anymore. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come back another day. But the point is, uh, they saw him, the, 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 the armies, the Pathan armies retreated, the Afghan armies retreated, and Ranjit Singh had already, at that time, sent 
for enforcement and enforcement came after a few days from Lahore, but he was greatly wounded. He died. So the six did technically win that battle, didn't lose ground, but they paid a heavy price that they lost their leader. Um, and that's most of the history books say that, but I want to bring one more point to you here. The, it is no secret that Ranjit Singh did not see eye to eye with some of so-called the cabinet ministers of Ranjit Singh. Because Hari Singh, at the end of the day, is thinking more broadly. He's not just thinking about himself. He's thinking about building towns and building, creating sovereignty for people and donating a lot of stuff. So he's thinking beyond himself or his family. And there were the Dogra brothers who were sort of, you can say, the sort of like the home ministers, you know, the main cabinet ministers. And they were actually secretly aligned with the British. And they did not see eye to eye with uh, uh, Hari Singh. Some suspected that, that the attack was actually, um, it was an inside job, that there was some inside message was sent to Dost Muhammad Khan of Afghanistan. Because by the way, he was also invited to the wedding and he didn't come. <laughs> and, and there's documentation from Gandhi Gyan Singh who wrote in 1891, this, his chronicle is called Tuarikh Guru Khalsa. Tuarikh means history of Guru Khalsa, in which he says, Gulab Singh Dogra, who's a minister in Ranjit Singh, was in charge of revenue collection of Peshawar. And Yar Muhammad Khan, of that local ruler of Peshawar, owed him 1.35 million rupees. And what had happened was, as, as Hari Singh was fighting, against the uh, armies of Afghanistan. And Gulab Singh Dogras, one of his bodyguards actually shot Hari Singh in the back. And he names names who revealed this information. It was one of the, his descendants, Dogra's descendants who revealed this information. And who's this guy, Gandhi Gyan Singh? You're wondering, he's the guy when he was 15, <laughs> When he was 15 years old, he was hired by Ranjit Singh to recite Gurbani or the or religious hymns because Ranjit Singh really liked listening to religious hymns. It would give him it would calm him down, give him peace. So at the age of 15, he was hired by Ranjit Singh to to sing Sukhmani Sai, which is one of the uh, banis of, of six. So he has seen Ranjit Singh, Gyan Singh. He has met Hari Singh. And he wrote in 1891 that there was collaboration and which probably is accurate because what happened after 1837 is Hari Singh uh, dies, 1839 Ranjit Singh dies and the first Anglo-Sikh war took place in 1845 where the conspiracy theories come true and the Dogra brothers aligned with the British and in turn they're made uh, sort of kings of Kashmir province under the British. So that's that's an interesting development into what transpires following, uh, not just following um, Harry Singh's death, but even leading up to it. I think maybe that's sort of, I know this is probably another podcast for another time and, and discussing what is the fallout after this period, right? You know, um, when Harry Singh passes away. Uh, if you could give us a, a quick sort of 
brief summary as the, the next couple of years, what are in yeah. store for the Sikh Empire after Hari Singh passes away? So, so Hari Singh was, uh, another great quality of him was because he was selfless. He, Ranjit have kept on giving him more lands and wealth because he was so impressed by him. And Hari Singh kept on giving them away. He kept on uh, giving them away. Uh, so in 1831, when I talked about that meeting with the British, right? So Ranjit Singh also knows he's getting old at that time. So at that meeting, he he declares that his old eldest son, Karak Singh, is going to become the next king or the next emperor. And actually, Hari Singh objects to that. And he says, Karak Singh is a childhood friend of mine, but he's not capable of that position. And his thing was that you have done a great thing to Ranjit Singh. You have built an empire and I have assisted in that. But this is not yours or mine. This belongs to the people. So it should be given over to the most capable person. And if not a one person, it should be given over to like five individual or some sort of a committee that would manage best administrator. So in in in, in Sikh vocabulary, that would be called Panjipyare, the five lovers who would love humanity and who would be best qualified for it. But obviously that didn't happen. Ranjit Singh passed away and Ranjit Singh <laughs> had already chosen Karak Singh and one by one British through collaboration with Dogra brothers, uh, you know, killed or um, created a fake civil war, as I would say, and they took over. Uh, and uh, and that is another podcast, all the conspiracy things that took place. So that's how it ended. But it, his legacy is so important because even though it was short-lived, if, if somebody wants to follow, like an example said, what needs to be done wherever you have multiple you know, faiths, multiple cultures, multiple languages, what needs to be done with education, how to set up businesses, how to develop cities. This is a case study to happen, just waiting to happen. And I'm really hoping somebody does their PhD, you know, dissertation on this because it, it's it's not by, you know, in, accident that, you know, even the American government under George Bush II wanted to put a statue of Hari Singh Nova. Because he's the guy who delivered. He, he, he saw, he was a visionary. He saw how you can stop the invasions. He was the only one to do that. I mean, we still have difficulties in Afghanistan. Look at the state of Pakistan right now. So uh, the legacy of Hari Singh Nalwa is that he was selfless. He united people. He achieved political power, but... He didn't give it to himself or his family or, or others. He gave it to the people. He gave, I think, more than he ever earned. And he was very fair. And so these are the lessons that you would argue that we, we learned from Harry Singh to today. Huge lessons. Uh, they're just, they're incredible. If you look at the status of uh, Sikhs or Punjabis, we fight over, we bicker over little things, and we fail to see the bigger picture. Uh, we will, we will fight over where your geography will break you, your dialect of your language will break you. You know, 
you you will you will align yourself to one area or to one language. I mean, this guy. I mean, Lord Baron said. I mean that that this guy is reading Persian. <laughs> I mean, but why Persian? Because that was the official language, and he's giving me references from you know uh, pr- pr- Prussia uh, and, and Italy, and, and so. You have to be willing to learn and integrate whatever uh, you uh, you see, you know, uh, uh, whatever you admire, but not just for your self-interest, but for the interests of the people. And and he did that. Um, and 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 I wish Ranjit Singh had taken up his advice. Uh, I wish Ranjit Singh had listened to. Uh, him more, but the le- if he, if the lessons for t- for today's for people like you and me and others is is pick off one of his qualities, whichever appeals to you, and see how you can integrate into yourself. And if you can find a niche for it that solves a world problem, then you've served your purpose. Well, with that, I think uh, I think we've wrapped up a good segment about Harry Singola. All right, so uh, good, good. I'm glad. Thank you for having me. Uh, uh, this is this is great, and I enjoyed this very much. And I look forward to the next time. Thank you very much for for being on uh, being on the show with us. Sure. That's it for this Sikh History episode. But if you want more or really want to get into the period of Harry Singh Nolwa, we've got a video just about him. It's on our YouTube channel and website. You can also check out our lesson plan about him at sikri.org. And it doesn't just answer questions about the history, but asks them and encourages you to think about some questions on Harry Singh's life and time. So please check that out. For now, I'm Sean Holden, and thanks for listening. You are listening to Sick Cast by Sick Research Institute, illuminating every path.